Welcome to season two, episode four of Up Close and Uncomfortable podcast, where we're creating uncomfortable conversations to grow. We have a deep desire to create change in the world, and we believe that happens by taking a deep dive inward, facing the stuff that's hard to own, and being accountable going forward. I'm Tori. I'm Maggie. And welcome. We're going to start off with a segment in the podcast called Because My Ancestors Said So, where we briefly talk about what we're currently working on. Do you want to start us off? Sure. Uh, I am currently working on finding my voice and using my voice. Mm. Just in the fact that like, as humans, as white humans, we sit in a lot of silence. I sit in a lot of silence. And for the most part, I no longer sit in silence, but there are certain situations that I still struggle with. And recently I was faced with that situation. So I changed my behavior for the first time and in hopes that that will change the other side's behavior for the, for the next time. Right. Um, and that, that, that comes with not staying silent and using my voice. So finding my voice, using it. I am so on the same wavelength. Yeah. I have like a family function coming up mm-hmm. and, uh, it's been a source of anxiety because, uh, there are a lot of folks in my family that, um, I am silent around and I struggle to find like a, like a balance, like, because and I've talked about this before, but like there, there are legitimate reasons why I don't go there with some of the folks in my family, because it can, it becomes an abusive situation. You know, like I keep a barrier up for, for safety reasons, but I, I'm kind of discovering that I can, I can use my voice and to shut things down. I can use my, I can avoid the white silence and and politeness and pretending. Like there's a, there is a balance. Like I can still be in my authentic self and like use my voice and remain safe, I guess is a way I could Mm -hmm. put that. Or even more so, even more importantly, I can use my voice and keep my kids safe. Cause that's actually, like the common problem is that I, I feel really protective of my children uh, around some of my family. So anyway, I'm, I'm on that. I'm on that having a voice and using it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's empowering. I mean, if you use it, you're you know, yeah. using it for the good. So you know. true. Yes. It's, it is, it's healing. Yeah. Like I think I'll be more prepared for, like another interaction yeah absolutely like practice keep like the more you do it the better you get Mm -hmm. yes for sure i just want to talk about like where i am in my decolonizing journey and i guess for listeners that aren't familiar with that term uh i could point them in the direction of Eliana Chinea mm-hmm. on Instagram. 
I could point them in, in the direction of divesting from whiteness, which is Kina Reed um, talks about, what does she say? Removing all colonial settler projects, Some, something to that effect. And essentially in, in, my, in my mind and body, I, I think about decolonizing as the same thing as divesting from whiteness. So like, but when, when I started doing that, well, your kids were younger, right? So kids being younger is just different. I've homeschooled the kids. If I hadn't already said that, I'm not sure. Um, I've home, this will be like in the fall will be our seventh year. Wow. Homeschooling. Yeah. And I, I've never had a community. And the further I get into divesting from whiteness, decolonizing our lives and our, and our home and our, you know, my ideology about homeschooling, about everything, every and anything, the less and less appealing like any community is anyway, like the vast majority of homeschoolers are like really religious and very white. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, you know, we live in the inner city we live in a, a historically black neighborhood. So we are kind of in this little bubble. And I, when we started this whole thing, I just had in my mind, like, yeah, it's the city. I'm gonna find my people in the city. Who else is homeschooling? Nobody. No one. <laughs> Those fools are out in the burbs, uh, you know, 50 miles away. And, and they're not super inclusive was also something that I discovered pretty early on. And it was a heartbreak for me because I have been very aware that the kids need kids. I knew I wanted to homeschool and my reasoning years ago was uh, it was less focused than it is these days, but I knew they would need kids regardless. And, and I wanted that for them. And I've put us, I've put us out there in every homeschooling realm that I can. And people aren't as, they're just not as interested in that as I am. To the point where I've thought many times, is it me? (laughs) Am I the drama? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so we found this community um, in our neighborhood there's brown people and there's black folks and it's it's very small because I was tripping about COVID for a while like I didn't want the kids around a bunch of funky sick children (laughs) yes (laughs) so it it like check I check the boxes you know there's several boxes that I can check off about this community and then you know we moved to Arizona for a while um so that was just that's cool freedom that we have as unschoolers we or or just homeschoolers in general, but the method that we use is called unschooling. And it's very much free from uh, like compulsory learning. Um, It's very much tailored to their interests. But yeah, we're at this point where like, they're just so different. They're they're older. I looked at all our homeschooling. um, You know, I have like curated this beautiful like space where we did all our homeschooling stuff and collected this lovely, you know, collection of books and stuff. And about a year into COVID, 
I, this shit was dusty. You know, it's like, we don't use any of this. It's not relevant to them or they're sick of it. Or And so I've just been feeling a lack of not even just inspiration. It's beyond that. It's like, I can get to this place, which, which goes into divesting from whiteness this this place in my head where my my attitude is really bad and I just say like who gives a shit none of this shit matters uh (laughs) and I know I know I've talked to you about this before just feeling like that's okay like I don't think that's a bad thing to feel that way because I feel like it's true at the same time (laughs) I don't want to traumatize my children with that bleak outlook. And also, <laughs> what do they need? You know, I'm asking myself, how can I help myself help my kids? And of course, there's like the, the standard checklist of self-care. Am I sleeping? Am I eating? Am I um, connecting with you, you know, my accountability people? my um my close safe uh relatives or you know just am I you know I'm a member of like society just in general yes to most of that for the most part yeah but beyond that um starts to be like the the you know more branches am I seeing my therapist am I taking my medicine you know those those like very important pieces of like mental health stuff you know yes to all of that actually still this bleeds into I think those pieces of self-care and I thought I I need help I need help I need support I need guidance I need a mentor I need I am not I cannot rely on myself and I don't think I should have to I think we need community Yes. And the, the place that we found, it does check all, a lot of boxes. It doesn't check all of them, though, for, for a few reasons. But I, I found on social media, this woman came into our, our atmosphere on our, our podcast page. Man, I don't every, even know how she showed up. I don't either. I have no idea. Maybe, it, maybe someone had reposted her, her slide it resonated with me. I went to her page, you know, the kind of standard. Right. And then I was like, oh my God, who is this person? I've been looking for this person. Kind of hung out on her page for a couple of weeks now. I think I reposted some of her stuff. And then I went to the link in her bio and I was like, ma'am, help me, (laughs) ma'am. Can you help me? (laughs) Please, Lord. Uh, you know, she had like a questionnaire that I filled out virtually on the link. Oh God. <sighs> but yeah, you met with her. It was good. Right? It was, that's so good. She wants to support me on my continued decolonization and conscious parenting journey. And I I was like moved to tears at one point. She just like spoke life into me things that I hadn't said or explained, you know, she was like responding to as if she had kind of, you know, climbed into my brain and picked it out. Yeah. So that was really special. And 
I was like, let's do it. She was like, let's do it. Like, I need the support. I need strategies to move forward with my goals, with my children. I need the community. These are my people. I don't want to be isolated anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's for the kids. This is a part of like, this is a part of the journey that we're taking with the kids. This is for their future. I'm their liaison to the world. This is for me. This is for us, you know? So, well, I love that you're so far into your like decolonizing journey. I'm very much a beginner. Um, so much where I'm still figuring it out, understanding it. And I've talked about it enough, I think, where my husband's like interested. And also he seems interested in understanding that like to what decolonizing means and that what that would mean for us. And mm -hmm. we're still in the process of like, how does how do holidays work? Um, what is all this going to look like? We're very much, very young. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just like super early. It almost is, it's, it's so super intimidating. Mm. And like, logically, I know that just because I was like taught something doesn't mean that that is what is factual or, you know, what is good, but it's hard to be like, what? I won't, don't say happy, don't say happy Thanksgiving or, you know, it's get past that uncomfortability. So where I can understand it more yeah, so that I can practice it more and like actually implement into my life. Right. Right. Yeah. Like as you're talking, I'm thinking you, I feel like you've done a lot of decolonizing uh, just in this like journey that we've taken doing the podcast you know, we've talked a lot about resisting diet culture and, um, you know, standing up for all the isms, you know, uh, around, you know, the LGBTQ community, um, you know, reproductive rights, all of those things that, that we are dedicated to, or, you know, that we've dedicated energy and time to, you know, to focusing on and unpacking that all of that stuff, I think, I feel like is, is colonial. So yeah, I, as you can see, like, I'm not super familiar with all the language either, but, you know, we get these standards of, um, well, the gender binary mm -hmm. is, is colonial, you know, white supremacy, especially in this country is literally co colonial, like these fools came up <laughs> these <Yeah. laughs> folks came over here and and said no this is mine now but that's just like I'm 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 like hesitant to even say that's the just that's just the beginning because I don't I don't even know <laughs> like right is that the, just the beginning you know because you can kind of see like how that whole um like our whole ugly history you know in terms of like genocide and, and the colonization of this uh, continent, like we can, we can see, you know, how in history things trickled down and created these, you know, all these systems of oppression, really just three, three systems of oppression, capitalism, 
patriarchy, white supremacy. It's like the triad. Bam. Yeah, like I get what you're saying. It is intimidating because it's not popular. And yeah. it's just more of the same of like, damn, like where there's no people doing, like where are my people? Yeah, it's like, I, it's you're, it feels like a steady state of uncomfortability. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> that is just so real to me right now. With like everything that I try to process through, right? Like I'm very big. We fear what we don't understand. So like with the gender binary stuff, we fear the non-binary. Right. Because it, it, it's not what we grew up understanding. But if I can get past that and if I could try to understand it and if I could see everyone as human beings as opposed to their gender their race their ethnicity whatever just a freaking human being don't we want all human beings to just be the best themselves like don't you want that for yourself don't you want to be your full self and and not be judged for it right if I can get past that right if I can get past my own uncomfortability that's the end goal. Yeah. For, for me. Right. I want everybody, regardless of, of if I understand you or not to live their best damn life. Yeah. Cause I want to live my best damn life and I want my kid to, and my husband to, and the people I love to, but it's that fear of the unknown or the, un, of the not understanding that I think holds most people back. Absolutely. Well, I definitely appreciate you seeing me as more decolonized than I see myself. That's good insight to think of all those other aspects, you know, not just the big overall picture as a whole. Yeah, yeah. There, you know, there are so many layers to it, right? Like if you're learning this stuff and you're like, you know, doing like anti-racism work, for instance, you know, taking courses, reading books, whatever, you go back, like you learn that stuff. And then you go back to like business as usual as a white person. I can't do that. No. Like, I don't get that. I agree. You know, the, the guilt, I think holds a lot of people back. Mm. But for me, once I was, you know, they say it's like blinders, what they're called, right? You take your Mm -hmm. blinders off. As white people, we have blinders. We don't necessarily know we're born into a system, you know, that's supposed to benefit us. But mm-hmm. in reality, that's exactly what we were born into. It's what we were taught to follow and to not see. And once you see it, I, I fully agree. Like, I, there's absolutely no way that I could go back to pretending because that would be exactly what it is. You would be pretending now mm-hmm. that you don't know what you know, mm-hmm. that you don't know. I, people do it. Yeah. They I mean, do. that's the whole pseudo white awakening. Right. How are you going to learn this shit and then go back to business as usual? Like, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's made my circle of friends very small. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I know. Yes, you do. But that's where decolonization of, homeschooling right like Mm -hmm. but then there's more that you need as an adult you know 
And so finding those communities in general, I mean, it took you a long ass time to find this, this school one, but you know, they're out there. It's just rare. That's what she said. May have been the point where I like kind of teared up too, <laughs> where she was like, this exists. Like you're not alone. Cause that, that was my, I kind of prepped myself for the meeting. Like, you know, she asked me what my goals are. What do I, you know, how I, how do I want to outline that? And I thought, number one, are my desires and expectations unrealistic? Like, like I said, like, am I, am I the drama? Like, yeah. Am I asking for too much? Cause let's start there. Cause if I am, then, whoa, help me like unpack that and do something that is realistic and she did not say that and that was just such like a, a gift for my soul she was like no this is this is real this exists and it, it may not look exactly how you thought it would you know meaning like the connection that I'll have with her will be virtual she's in Maryland I'm in Texas mm-hmm. right real connections you know over zoom mm-hmm. um it doesn't, I think at one point I thought this is really lame that everything is virtual and I don't feel that way anymore. It feels real to me. Yeah. I used to get all nervous and weird, like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. I'm like a facial expression person. Yeah. And when you're, when you're not like physically in front of someone, sometimes my brain just like, I just make the expression and like Zoom, you can still see someone, but I I feel like I'm not physically in front of that person. I know I've made some faces. <laughs> <laughs> like you just, zone, oh. like you're like in an alternate reality. Or like someone says something that I think is stupid and I'm like, <laughs> or, or, or whatever. Right. Because you're not like sharing the same oxygen. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I know I have. But I've, I've gotten used to it now. It's pretty, Zooming is pretty normal. <laughs> right. It's definitely, yeah. It's even for the kids, like everybody does it now. It's just like, it's just what we do. Now we move into the segment in the podcast called Affirmation Station. Today, Maggie's going to give us a good one. Um, Okay, so the affirmation is, my beliefs and feelings are valid and true. I am strong, not weak. I am capable, not needy. I can trust myself and the growth I have done. There you go. Good stuff. I love that one. Yeah, that was posted from your actual post-it note. And I just read it off my post-it note. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I didn't mention the name and platform of the person that I was talking about getting some support from. Uh, Her name is Damari Dickinson, D-O-M-A-R-I Dickinson. Find her on Instagram. She is a coach for parents who are interested in conscious parenting and uh, parenting um, through a lens of, of anti-oppression, really. And um, she is an excellent 
person to follow to learn some stuff and unlearn some stuff. And you can find her on Instagram at Damari Dickinson. Go support her work right now. Click on the link in her bio and find her resources, get on her email list and uh, shout out to Damari. And thank you for enlightening me this week. Well, that does it for season two, episode four of Up Close and Uncomfortable podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you haven't listened to season one, go back and give it a listen. It's pretty awesome. Um, For all of our listeners that have been here since the beginning, shouts out. Thanks so much. Hope y'all tune in in two weeks.